Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. Of course, that makes me, Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you, my amazing loyal audience. Thanks for joining us. Uh, a little later in the, you know, a little later in, in the week than we'd like. But, uh, hey, life intervenes sometimes. And uh, we still want to bring you guys uh, all three of our shows. The other two will follow later this week. And because uh, if if nothing else, well, I'll talk about it tonight. I have my McGregor Poirier analysis and pick. I know a lot of times I forget my picks. I'm not going to do it for this one. Um, lots to get into. Lots going on. Um, I'm going to start with Raw, but just know that I'm. Not super opposed to the the crossover that we'll talk about in a minute. But let's talk about Raw. Last last Monday, not this this past Monday, we'll get into that next week. Um, Triple H come out. I think it was uh, we kind of saw this coming. Triple H come out. He was interrupted by Randy Orton. Um, I don't know if they were storyline keeping the fiend away or if they are trying to. If they are, uh, if, if he's actually hurt or injured, because being set on fire, sometimes you get hurt. It, we'll actually get more into that in a minute. But uh, Orton, in in his own special fun way, uh, likes to pick on veterans, and uh, he, he finally he, he he knows what buttons to push with Triple H. He always has, and uh, basically gets him to agree to a street fight later on. Okay. This ends up not being your, your run-of-the-mill street fight that, that you would think, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, they're doing this this interesting storyline where Ric Flair not only kind of turned against Charlotte, who, you know, kind of berates him all the time, uh, they're kind of pairing up Rick with Lacey Evans. I, I like it. It's it's different. She can kind of play up that, uh, that kind of pin-up girl style moniker that she's kind of portrayed a little bit anyway. I think more of a Southern Belle thing is what she went for, but uh, she's more like Rosie the Riveter military that, you know, she is former military, but that's kind of what she portrays. And, and I very much like her and, and Ric Flair as a pair. That that works. 
fact they're going against Charlotte, hey, give Charlotte something to do, give Lacey something to do. They can wrestle. They're good. So it gives us solid content every week. Um, let's see. Jeff Hardy took on Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker ends up with the victory in that one, not to be outdone. Elias takes on Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy wins. That means they wasted 20 minutes of the show because it's so what? It's uh, yeah, just it's it's just dumb. You're not going anywhere with it. Uh. Seamus and Keith Lee teamed up to take on uh, The Miz and Morrison. Seamus and Keith Lee win that one. And then we come back from break, and these two have gotten so bent out of shape at each other, they decide they want to face each other. Of course, Keith Lee goes over. They're really trying to push him. Uh, they should have done all this before they put him in a title picture. But, yeah. It's one of the moments they completely screwed up. Uh, it seems that Xavier Woods is, is going to be taking on various members of Retribution. He took on T-Bar, uh, and, and that's also because uh, I believe one of the members, maybe Shelton Benjamin, has uh, fractured or hurt the jaw of Kofi Kingston, so he's going to be out for a little bit. So uh, we're getting Xavier Woods versus uh, members of Retribution, which is going to help them too because he is a great worker, great talent. And uh, he can kind of carry it with, you know, him and the trombone. Should be good. Uh, but T-Bar gets the victory in that one. That moved us on to Lashley versus Riddle for the U.S. title. Of course, Lashley wins because that if I'm, – I'm serious. If Riddle would have won, I would have cut it off. I would have cut it off. It's, it's a joke. He's like the new Jeff Hardy. He's a complete goof. I don't like it at all. I mean, it's it's getting there. There's another one that that I'm I'm almost the same way. So, but uh, so lastly retains his U.S. title, and then we got to do the same thing we just did earlier, and uh, we can't have you know Jeff Hardy with with just a loss, so we can't have Riddle with just a loss. So we put him against MVP, and of course he beats MVP. So. The night, and, and there's another 20 or 25 minutes that were a complete wash. So now WWE has wasted 45 minutes of a three-hour show and 45 minutes of our time. Great. Good job. Um, AJ took on Gulak. He beat Gulak, of course. Uh, Shayna and Nia took on Mandy and Brooke. Not sure why they're pushing this so much. We all know at some point Shane and I are going to split, and they're going to face each other again. I don't know. It just it seems like this is going in circles as well. Uh, Shane ends up tagging herself in and uh, defeating Mandy with her uh, her rear naked submission. Uh, then we get Triple H versus Orton. This thing kind of goes back and forth. Orton dominates for a little bit. Triple H dominates for a little bit. He gets his um, sledgehammer from under the ring. And the lights start to go out as though the Fiend is there. Triple H, the head of Triple H's sledgehammer catches fire. And then all the lights go out. 
and then when the lights come back on, uh, there's Alexa. And Alexa is smiling, and then she makes chills up the hand that says pain on it, and then shoots a fireball into the face of Randy Orton that apparently actually did a little bit of damage. Uh, it, it's, it's an old storyline about the throwing of the fireball. Uh, the the fireball gun or something she had, whatever, shot that thing. Wow, it, it shot it so fast, I don't think he had time to react. That's, that's why I think it actually got him with some actual burns there. But um, <laughs> outside of hurting people, I really like what they're doing, that Alexa is actually carrying the Fiend's kind of carrying this whole thing while the fiend's out basically and well done well done thank you for not wasting the last segment of raw <laughs> and i'm not even being sarcastic that was one of my favorite moments of the show uh but now let's move on to tuesdays right let's move on to tuesdays not with maury nope tuesdays with impact wrestling that are shaking things up big time because I'm going to talk about Hard to Kill here in a minute, too. Uh, Impact Wrestling, we had Taya and Rosemary, or actually Taya took on Kimberly, and uh, Rosemary and Deanna Perrazzo were were at ringside. Uh, because of, of uh, Susan, which is uh, somewhere between Sue Young and, and, uh, and Susie, is Susan okay? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but she come out and it played a part in Taya losing that Kimberly with it with a good victory over Taya. Um, Chris Bay and Rohit Raju took on uh, Suicide and Manic. Chris Bay got the victory over Suicide. These are these are four of, of the more solid X Division people. If they really wanted to push them, um, instead of some of these weird tag matches, this one was actually pretty good. Chris Bay is is emerging as a really really good talent. Uh, I don't even want to call him cousin Jake or Jake Deaner anymore. Let's call him Jake. Jake and uh, Rhino. Took on uh, Eric Young and Joe Doring. It was a DQ win. No, Diener was in that one. Sorry. It was a DQ win. Oh, the whole thing's a cluster. I, I get, I, I think I said it last week. I get why you take Cody Diener and you kind of change up what he was doing. But you're kind of leaving Cousin Jake out in the middle of nowhere, and he's a really good talent. Uh, but uh, Eric Young and Joe Doring just massacring people. I don't know. Where are you going with it? Uh, is Eric Young going to go back in a title picture? Because between him and Joe Doring, they could do that. They're definitely not going to go to the tag division. That's That's gonna just muck that up even more just i don't i don't know where you're going you get a talent like ey to come back ey had options you come back to you 
it just seems like outside of the short title run, you just don't have a whole lot going. You take all the time, effort, and money to get Joe Doring over here from all Japan. Not really doing much with him either. Uh, let's see. Tennille Dashwood took on Rosemary with Crazy Steve that came out with her. I think they're eventually going to split Ty and Rosemary. That's what it's starting to look like. And Crazy Steve and Rosemary back together, I, I think, would be a real good thing. Uh, Rosemary ends up getting the victory there. She should. She's as good as Tennille is. She's miles ahead of her. Rosemary is. Um, Moose had a rematch with Matthew Palmer, who beat him by lasting three minutes the week before. This was Moose matches are almost getting to the Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle level in my head that it's almost not worth watching at this point because it's the same crap. We learned before when they created a whole title that was based on like three minute rounds. It's because Moose, in his conditioning, he can't go for long periods of time. It's terrible when he does. And once again, I, I just bring up Moose had all the promise. Uh, former, you know, big athletic guy from the NFL. I think he was an offensive lineman, played with the Falcons, some other people. Didn't necessarily have to go to WWE, but he, he went to Impact Wrestling. And it just seems like he, he just, lack of a better term, you know, sorry if kids are listening here, but he half-assed. He just half-ass learned things, and it it looks that way on television. It's just, eh, is what it is. And then we got the main event, Machine Gun Carl Anderson versus Rich Swan. Of course, this was to set up the pay-per-view hard to kill. The big six-man going on, so of course, Rich Swan gets the win there. Uh, but Carl Anderson is no slouch. He is one of the better mechanics out there. Him and Rich Swan had a heck of a match. It was one of the highlights. So moves to NXT. Shotzi Blackheart took on Candice LeRae. Of course, uh, Indy Hartwell was down there, and she had to stick her nose in a bunch of stuff. So Candice LeRae ends up with the win in that one. It's kind of a shame, because even though Shotzi has really broken out this year, and in this past year, uh, Candice LeRae is, is still one of the better talented people I mean, you could go either way with this. As much as I went about on, on as much as I went on about Johnny Gargano a couple weeks ago, who is her real life husband, on screen husband, they are seriously married. Uh, you could either say that Johnny Wrestling is the male Candice LeRae, or you could say Candice is the male Johnny Gargano. You could really say it either way. They're they're just that good. And uh, I, I know some people that they say, yeah, I, I checked out that AEW you were talking about, or I checked out that uh, NXT, and uh, man, they were just showing a women's match, and I've just never never been big into it. And I'm like, this is, this is different. This is not, lack of a better way to say it, this is not fitness models that they taught a power slam and a leg drop to. These women that are out here now have been training and doing this their whole lives. And uh, especially when you get a couple really good ones that match up like Shotzi and, and Candice, this was really good, really good. And it's the opening match. Most of the time they open up with talking. They opened up with this match, and it's because it was that good. 
Now, of course, not to be outdone, right behind that was the talking segment where Finn Balor come out. Pete Dunne said, uh, well, you hadn't faced me. You're not going to break my jaw. Uh, Ondi Lurkin and, and uh, Danny Birch come out with him as well. It's kind of weird that, that Finn Balor's kind of taking on all of them. He, and I think it's really because uh, Oni and Danny are just, uh, until McAfee comes back, they're just kind of following along behind Pete Dunne like little puppies because they got nothing better to do as the tag champs. But uh, Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor, yes, take my money now. Uh, Ever Rise took on the Grizzled Young Veterans, who have uh, not only returned in the last few weeks, but uh, they look like they're going to push them pretty hard like they did before uh, the shutdown. This was part of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament, and the Grizzled Young Vets end up with the win in this one. I'll have to get the actual bracket. There's some pretty good teams in here, including one that came straight over from Impact Wrestling. And uh, it was it might have been this week that they wrestled. So uh, we'll get into them a little later. But, yeah, Dexter Loomis took on Johnny Gargano. Talk about two guys that are just superb at what they do. You guys hear me talk about both those guys. They're, they're two of my favorites in NXT by far. In fact, they took on each other. It was so good. And Gargano actually finds a way to get the victory. Which is interesting. You can't have, you can't have Dexter win all the time. So it, it was nice to see Johnny get a win like that. And uh, it, I think it was just a one-off because I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to do much going forward with it. But it was just a good, solid match. Like Every match doesn't need to have a story behind it. And that being said, they could continue it in the, in the next coming weeks because I haven't seen this week's AEW, and there's already a tag match that was called to my attention that uh, somebody wants me to watch because there was something said about it. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we watch it. I'll probably watch it right after this show. Uh, let's see. We had... Oh, the Undisputed Era also came out to kind of help Finn Balor out during that. Forgot to mention that. Um, Austin Theory and Kushida kind of got into it as well. Uh, we had Jake Atlas, Isaiah Swerve Scott. They teamed up to take on MSK. Nope, here they are right here. Otherwise known as the Rascals. They're the two main guys from the Rascals that were in Impact Wrestling. We knew about two weeks ago that they were officially done with the company, and then it looks like uh, these two came immediately over, and they're going to let them tag for a while. Super good match. These are It was very X-Division style, just very indie style, back and forth, lots of high spots, lots of really good stuff. They told a good story out of it, and in the end, MSK wins in the Dusty Classic, and they're going to move on as well. Uh, Zia Lee ran over some person I never heard her name. Like, not I haven't heard of her name. I, I don't think they ever mentioned it because it didn't matter. Uh, it was that quick. And then Breezango took on the Undisputed Era. How did I not? Somehow I do not have the winner of that match. 
see if I can get this pulled up real quick. Uh, this was this is fantastic. Uh, you know, Breezango completely underrated. And in this case, let's see. Let's see if we can find uh, a graphic here or something. But uh, like I said, Breezango com just completely underrated. They're really good as a team. They're fantastic workers. Um, they come in with a little bit of an edge tonight because they know the Undisputed Era is uh, going to bring it big time. See if we can get this to pull up here. Some big time people have won this. We almost have it ready here. I, I know this is fantastic, uh, fantastic content here. Um, but I'm pretty sure the Undisputed Era actually won that. Yep, got it right here. Undisputed Era won that one. Uh, they move on. Here we go. Undisputed Era, the Girls of Young Vets, MSK. Uh, they uh, they all advance. Uh, we'll talk more about the other ones in the next couple of weeks. But um, this was really good. This was a really good match. This is four guys who uh, know what they're doing and are incredible. And uh, if you're not watching the next T and AEW, then I, I think you're really missing out because to me. Those two compete every week to determine who's the best. Once again, I will tell you what I'm drinking, but they do not sponsor the show. But just know, Mom, it's not nothing bad. Uh, let's see. That moves us to AEW. We open up with Eddie Kingston versus Pac. Eddie Kingston has been calling out Pac, calling him every name under the sun. Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy. Eddie is really good at that. He's also a pretty good worker. But uh, Pac gets the victory there, and uh, he, he just he drug him all across the ring. It was uh, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Chucky Taylor. With Orange Cassidy took on Miro, who also had Penelope Ford and kept Sabian out there with him. Miro gets the win there. You know, he used to be Rusev. Uh, he's really good. Had a pretty good idea. Chucky was not. Uh, Chucky Taylor was not going to win uh, this particular match, but uh, as always, he made it look good. And Chuck's really good like that. 
Uh, the inner circle come out. They seem kind of unified at the moment. We'll see. I think they're going to lose some members here soon because it's kind of hard to have a faction that has more than four or five members, and they have like seven. So, I mean, it may be their way of uh, trying to rival what this crossover is doing. Let's talk about the crossover a little bit. We've kind of determined that Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are jumping back and forth, taking on whichever, uh, you know, going between Impact and uh, AEW. It's fine. They actually took on uh, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, his partner Garrison, and a guy named Danny Limelight, who was actually pretty dang impressive. I'd never seen or heard of him before. Uh, of course, Omega and the Good Brothers win that one. But, you know, maybe that's what the inner circle's going to do. Maybe at some point they're going to be the ones to maybe they're going to be the ones to take on the uh, I guess new Bullet Club. I don't I don't rightly know what what they're really calling themselves. I think they are going to start a uh, double branding over cuz uh uh, we saw something else that I'm going to put on here here in a minute that was uh, pretty interesting. Well, that happened this week, and so we'll talk about it next week. There's more than just them that are crossing back and forth. We will say that. That led us to FTR took on Jungle Express. Jungle Express is a really cool team. FTR is just probably one of the best on the planet right now. And uh, they're looking to eventually get back up into uh, title contention. Or are they the champs? Um, no, the Young Bucks are the champs. That's what it is. Okay, FTR looking to get back and uh, get their titles back. But Jungle Express, they actually, it was not Luchasaurus. It was... Um, See, it was Jungle Boy and, oh, Marco Stunt, little guy. And so uh, FTR beat the holy crap out of him. Serena Deeb defended her NWA belt. This is kind of a weird situation where <laughs> the NWA is allowing her to defend the title on another show like this. But, uh, hey, that's good. That means the affiliation's there. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, – Makes it to where about every other week the women's title, either the NWA or the um, or the AEW World Champ, Women's World Champ is being defended. So hey, better for us. But she took on Tay Conti. Maybe it's Ty Conti. I think it's Ty. Uh, and she's good. She's she's definitely up and coming. Uh, she held her own with Serena for a good while, and then Serena ended up taking it in the end. But uh, uh, Ty Conti, because the other main faction, of course, in AEW is the Dark Order. Used to be headed up by the late Brody Lee. So uh, it's interesting to see what kind of, so far since his passing and since the uh, the one night where they dedicated the show to him and he was able to, or they uh uh, pretty much the Dark Order won every match they were in, which was fine. Uh, since then, 
they they just don't have a lot of direction. And having Ty Conti and her, or I uh, forgot the other girl's name, but them pairing up to be in the Dark Order like this um, is that was actually the first step forward, I felt like, as far as the Dark Order having a little more direction. Because the only other real thing they have going outside of of uh, uh, these amazing ladies is it seems like they're trying to recruit Hangman Page. Um, you know, the thought did just occur to me that what if Hangman takes over the lead in that group? It could be interesting. I actually think it should be uh, Colt Cabana, who is already in Dark Order, but once again, they don't ask me. And then in the... In the main event, in the main event, it was Darby Allen defending his TNT championship. Otherwise, it's basically a television championship against Brian Cage. Brian Cage is probably three times the size of Darby Allen. But Darby just doesn't give up, and he finds a way to win this one and keep his title. Uh, once again, I would, I would say, based on everything that was on TV, this week, and that's without me telling you SmackDown or Ring of Honor things. Um, I think AEW just edged out NXT to be uh, the best wrestling on television this week. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll start doing a weekly thing like this. let's go to SmackDown. Jey Uso took on Shinsuke Nakamura, who also had Cesaro out there with him. It didn't matter. He could have had me out there for all it mattered because Shinsuke wiped the floor with Jey Uso. It was a decent match. Jey's okay. But uh, Shinsuke, when you turn him loose, is incredible. And the American audience hadn't seen him a whole lot. Uh, I saw him a lot in New Japan where he was just terrorizing. It was so, so different and good. Uh, I kind of want him to be more than just a tag middle card guy here, but, you know, they got to do something with him. Uh, Natalia took on Liv Morgan, where uh, uh, thanks to Billy Kay, who came out as the unofficial third member of the Riot Squad, uh, caused a distraction because she had to jump in the ring or something like She jumped in the ring at one point. Liv Morgan was asking her what she was doing. Natalia gets to roll up in the win. Good for Natalia. She doesn't win many matches. So, glad she was able to put one on the board. Beyond that, I don't know what they're going to do with Billy Kay. I think that's why she's doing the big show gimmick where she's coming out as, as trying to be a part of everybody else. And I think in the long run, they're going to put her and Peyton Royce back together because... I just don't think they have anything forward to do. They're just coming up with stuff every five minutes that are just off the wall. Um, Rey Mysterio took on King Corbin with Dominic at ringside. King Corbin with the massively great win in this one. I really think they should push Corbin. He has been the uh, the good little soldier for about two years now. And outside of winning the King of the Ring, hasn't 
really been in a lot of big high profile things i think it would be a good idea to to uh push him up in the 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 bigger limelight you know take the take the title off of roman and the person that beats roman have corbett uh corbin beat them just saying uh, Daniel Bryan took on Cesaro. This was really, really good. They have also faced each other probably dozens of times on the indie scene. Pretty sure. Cesaro ends up with the win in that one. Apollo took on Sami Zayn. Big E was uh, hanging out on a couch by ringside. Can't remember. He had snacks of some kind. But either way, Apollo actually ends up getting the win there because Zayn made it all look really good. They're trying to push Apollo up. Again, maybe this time they'll let him stay before uh, knocking him back down. And then we had the uh, Adam Pierce Roman Reigns contract signing. Uh, Adam Pierce on his way up the ramp after the signing uh, started kind of limping and uh, and saying, and he finally got the top of the ramp. He goes, "Oh wait, remember." It does say card subject to change, so if if I can't go, then as a WWE official, I, I could put someone in my place. To which KO's music hit, Kevin Owens comes out, he grins, he signs the contract, points at Roman Reigns, and SmackDown goes off the air. It's good to have Kevin back. That's all I say. Like I said, I like Roman. I've never disliked Roman. I like what he's doing. It just gets real old that all he does is just come out. He's doing the Brock Lesnar thing. He just comes out and he beats people up. And we're supposed to believe that he's this big monster. The unfortunate thing is, is he's not Brock Lesnar. We know he's not a monster, and it just doesn't fit him. So it's 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 not it's not it's you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, and all it's doing is falling off and and piling up on the floor. Uh, Ring of Honor this week, they. They uh, have unveiled rankings, and you got to be in the top five, or they, they reveal basically the top five of singles rankings, the TV, the world, and the, I think there's another one, TV, oh, the pure, the pure tile. And uh, you can only be ranked in one singles division. Uh you know, if you're in a tag team or in a trios, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, they they revealed that in the TV, and you have to be in the top three to be considered by Ring of Honor management for a potential title shot. This won't really play in yet, but you'll see. Uh, they revealed that the uh, you've got Dragon Lee, who is the TV champ. Uh, right under him is Ray Horace, who actually had a good match. They'll, they'll talk, I'll talk about it in a minute. Tony Deppen, Dak Draper. Kenny King, and LSG. It's your TV title rankings there. Uh, like I said, they can only be ranked in one singles division at a time. Uh, then we got Rhett Titus versus Flip Gordon in a pure wrestling match. They tried to build up Rhett Titus. I, I like Rhett Titus. He's a, he's a really good wrestler. He can talk. He can do a lot of good things. Uh, but... Uh, He 
in the end, Flip Gordon won. He uh, slightly exploited the rules to do so with the closed fist punch. You're only allowed one of those, but uh, he used that to take advantage of the match. But, hey, I want to see them really focus on Flip and really push him because um, Marty Skrull and Ring of Honor are no longer a tandem, I guess. Uh, I think Marty went back to England. I think it is some legalities, actually. It's not... He didn't necessarily want to leave. Um, but I think that uh, since he is technically not working, his working visa semi-expired or something like that. And even though he is a homeowner in Florida, he's not working. So since he has not been on TV recently and has not been working, uh, I think either that or he's trying to, to square it all up. Well, that means Villain Enterprises doesn't really exist. So Flip, who is the fourth member of that, what are you going to do? So they're starting to feature him and push him a lot more, which is what they should do. And uh, like I said, he gets a win in this one. I, I think Flip is, is that guy that you're going to see very soon that was mid-card, 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 gets a couple shots at the top, and then he's going to be in the top because he can not only hang, he's better than a lot of people there. Uh, they come out with the pure wrestling, or the pure title rankings. Of course, Jonathan Gresham is the champion. You got Tracy Williams, his teammate, is number one. Flip is number two. Josh Woods is number three. You got Red Titus, number four. And Fred Yehi is number five. That, that sets up a, that's a pretty stacked division right there. And Red Titus is also a teammate of Tracy and Jonathan with um, Lethal being, Jay Lethal being the fourth member of the team. Uh, it was also mentioned that Flip was suspended from the pure division for the closed hand punch, which is completely crap. I know why they're doing it, but you're allowed one in the match, so use it to your advantage. It's like having a get-out-of-jail-free card. You in Monopoly, the same Monopoly. When you have one, you know that you can make a mistake and end up in jail, and you just use your card and you get right back out. He used his to his advantage, and they suspended him from that, which is fine, because now he can be all ticked-off mercenary flip, and uh, he might beat lethal. He's, he's still, he doesn't have a pure title. Uh, about in the back pocket anymore, but he does have a world title shot, and um, he could very much, he could very much be the next guy to knock Lethal off, and maybe he starts a little faction to rival. Um, I forgot the name of their little group, but the group I mentioned before, and then the last match on Ring of Honor this week was Ray Horace. He took on Dragon Lee for the TV title. My goodness. This was so good. This was so good. This was probably one of my top three matches across the board. Uh, of course, Dragon Lee ends up retaining, but Ray Horace, man, if you don't know who Ray Horace is, go YouTube this guy. He, him and Dragon Lee tore the place up. But it was so good. So good. Uh, let's go over some, uh, let's see, UFC fight night happened. This was last Saturday. Where you had uh, Soriano took on Todorovic. 
Soriano got the KO four minutes and 48 seconds into round number one. This is all main card. Uh, Joaquin Buckley took on D. Chirico. And uh, Chirico ends up with the KO two minutes and 12 seconds into round number one. He just caught Buckley flat, and uh, it's it's going to get almost anybody. Uh Panzanibio took on uh, Zhang Lijang, or Zhang Liang, I think that's how you say it. I'm working on it. Zhang uh, Liang gets KO four minutes and 25 seconds into round number one. Yep, that's three straight first-round knockouts to start the main card. Don't worry, the next two were fantastic fights, and they went the distance. Carlos Conda took on Mike Matt Brown. Condit ends up with the uni uh, unanimous decision in that one. Carlos Condit, man, he's still here to play. He's he's still here to factor in, and uh, he's he's right there in contention. Then you had Max Holloway who took on Calvin uh, Catter. Unanimous decision, fifty to forty-two across the board, pretty much from Max Holloway. Who just put on a clinic? He set records for. Uh, he threw 600 total punches and landed 445 or something like that. Significant strikes. Um, Calvin was trying his best, but he, he when you when Max gets in a rhythm like this, it's it's insane. And in fact, towards the end of the fight, Max was talking crap to the announcers like he would actually turn to them and he was ducking Calvin's punches as he was doing it. And then without looking through a punch and hit Calvin square. And it was just, it was the craziest thing. It was the craziest thing. And people were like, Oh, that's uh, that's not very sportsmanlike. No, no, no. You got to think nobody has been given max credit based on his last few fights. Max was telling you, you're going to have to come through me and I'm coming through you first. But uh, it was it was just fantastic. Uh, of course, they had UFC uh, UFC on Wednesday morning. Just yesterday morning was uh, they had the prelims and the and the the main card on ESPN. Uh, just a, another incredible set of fights. Um, plus, you got to think of it this way. That's that's a, a pretty pivotal, pivotal, making up words. That's a big spot to be in is early morning and midday. Those are prime spots on ESPN. They've been So they've been on ABC last week, that card I just told you about. And now they had, they had the big, I mean, the entire six-hour block of fights on ESPN from nine to three. Just, it was incredible. Um, I am, I think I'm just going to see, is there one? On? There were some good fights on the, okay, I got to talk about that. One. Uh, on the prelims, I, I'm going to mainly talk, uh, Uh, Manon Faro took on Victoria Leonardo. Uh, KO in the second round, four minutes and eight seconds in. Uh, Faro 
the French one just looked fantastic. She she was controlling the fight, and uh, when when she got Leonardo in the right spot, bam, it was over. Uh, it was really a stoppage because of punches, but it was it was pretty decided at that point. And then um, Sergey Morozov took on Umar Nurmagomedov. Yep, he's the little brother. And Umar gets the submission win, three minutes and 39 seconds into round number two. There were some other fantastic fights. If ESPN reshows these, or if you got a way to go back and watch them, go back and watch them. Uh, on the main card, you had Lerone Murphy took on Douglas Silva de Andrade. Unanimous decision winner to Lerone Murphy. Matt Schnell got the split decision win over Tyson Nam. Vivian Araro got the unanimous decision win over Roxanne Mataferi. Uh, Isaac Villanueva got the KO win 39 seconds into round number two over Vinicius Morea. Warley Alves got the KO win in round number one, two and a half minutes into round number one over Warnier Laze. If you don't know these names, it's totally cool. Just go back and watch these fights. Man, were they good. And Michael Chesa is the unanimous decision winner. Goes all five rounds versus Neil Magny. You kind of feel bad for Magny. Magny should have fought uh, Hamzat Chemaev. But uh, Michael Chesa comes, comes in here and... When the you know the number eight beats the number nine, that's kind of what's supposed to happen. So we'll see what happens to welterweight division with that. Um, talk about hard to kill, right? Told you about hard to kill. Well, I'm going to tell you about hard to kill. That was the Impact Wrestling pay per view over the weekend. A lot of it was kind of yeah. I mean, it was good matches, but at the same time, most of it doesn't mean much. Um, Josh Alexander lost to Brian Myers. Be interesting to see what they do with Alexander because he's losing his tag partner who's leaving the company. Get to that in a minute. Madison Rain retires from Impact Wrestling. Not only she did that, um, her real life husband, Josh Matthews, who has been doing commentary with her, was not on commentary this week. It was actually Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. So I don't know if he took a week off or if he's gone too. Um Tennille, Dashwood, and Caleb with a K took on Decay, Rosemary, and Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve and Rosemary get the victory in that one. I said, I like that they're pairing them back up. I, I very much, they moved away from the, the Rosemary, um, Johnny Bravo, whatever the crap that was, but I, I like Decay being back. Wouldn't surprise me, actually, if we saw the third member, Abyss, come back at some point. Um, Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Daring beat Rhino, Dreamer, and Jake. Once again, uh, it's not proven anything. So I, I understand they want to split the Deaners. They've pretty much done that. So give Cousin Jake something to do. Uh, Kiara Hogan and uh, Tara Steeles took on Havoc and Nevea for the Women's Tag Team Championship Finals. 
Kara Hogan and Ta uh, Tasha Steels, not Tara. Tasha Steels are your new women's tag team champions in Impact Wrestling. Congratulations to them. Uh, Ace Austin took on Matt Cardona, who is now in Impact Wrestling after appearing one time in AEW. You know, he's Zach Ryder. You guys remember him. Uh, based on a DQ, but uh, Matt Cardona still wins. It will, he will actually be a pretty good fit. It's it's funny that you have him and Brian Myers, who could team up at some point, and I wouldn't mind seeing that. Chris Bay took on Manic and Rahit Raju for the X Division Championship. Manic ends up with the victory in that one. Deanna Perrazzo defended her Women's Championship against Taya. Uh, Ethan Page took on his alter ego, Karate Man. And somewhere in this weird video-inspired sci-fi match, Karate Man, I believe, chopped the head off of Ethan Page, a.k.a. he's leaving the company and he's officially done, I think. I would hope so at this point. Um... Eddie Edwards beat Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre, insert your favorite word here, match. I don't get why they continue to do these matches because these two are, are two of the better wrestlers on the entire, in the entire locker room. And they love to do these weapons stuff all the time. It's just, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, and then Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeated... Rich Swan, Moose, and Saban, Chris Saban, Moose stepped in because uh, Alex Shelley was not medically cleared. They tried to get Moose to come over to their side, which was, you don't want to do that. And uh, what does this mean going forward? Who knows? Who knows? But let's get to it right now, all right? Uh, WWE did announce WrestleMania this year is going to be in Tampa Bay. They're basically making good from last year. Uh, it's going to be in Dallas next year and Los Angeles the year after that. You know, they like to announce them a little ways out. There's still some wiggle room. And let's talk about the main event coming up this Saturday. It is UFC 257. 8 p.m. is the start of the prelims, I believe. 10 p.m. on the main card. It is Dustin Poirier taking on Conor McGregor. I think this fight is going to be better and a little more even. You're going to see Dustin's a way better fighter now, and so is Connor. Um, I don't think it's going to be super quick. I think it at least goes into the second, possibly third round. Um, if you're Dustin, you the longer it goes, the better it looks, because a lot of people think Connor's conditioning is, has never been quite where it should be there. Um, if you're Connor, obviously you want to get in and out, but you want to put on a show because you want to see if Khabib will come back. And he, and he mainly told Dana, and what Dana said was, I'll only come back if somebody impresses me or puts on a big show. There's a couple fights on this one. Actually, there's another fight. What was the other one? Uh, Poirier McGregor, and then, God, what is the other one? Uh, oh, Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler.
And there's, I mean, here's here's the rest of the main card. You got Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood, Matt Frivola versus Otman Azatar, and Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Rebos. Those are five main events that are all on the main card. Um, I am just going to talk about the top two fights. Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, of course, comes over with the big pedigree from Bellator. He was the backup in the last title fight in case one of them had to drop out for COVID reasons or injury reasons. You know, not fighting. Uh, but Dan Hooker's looking to come in and, and uh, remind everybody that the hook is here to stay. I would love Michael Chandler to come over and win in his Bellator debut, but give me Dan the Man Hooker. Give me Dan Hooker in that one. Uh, and it's the same thing with this one. Would it be what's what's the what's better entertainment wise? Conor McGregor wins and continues to do his big things and and uh, potentially get Khabib to come back. Okay, that's definitely a big possibility. Uh, what if Dustin Poirier wins this? Does uh, does he? It's a well. He has to propel himself and do some other things. But what I think we're looking at, I think Conor McGregor is going to win either late in the second or in the third round. I think Conor's going to uh, find a way to win this one here, and uh, he's going to he's going to move to twenty three and four at that point. Um, and you got to think his next fight's got to be for the championship because he's number four right now. Poirier's number two, lightweight division in Abu Dhabi. You got to think. Because the other fight, you know, Dan Hooker's last fight, he lost by unanimous decision to Dustin Poirier. But you got to think that the winner of Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, could potentially take on the winner of McGregor Poirier if the winner of Poirier McGregor doesn't take on. Uh, Khabib or anybody else, you know? But that's all I got for you this week. Like I said, there are super tons of crazy things going on. Thanks for tuning in to another great video. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will talk to you guys next week. Got more wrestling, got more MMA to talk about. Our other two shows will be coming later this week. I promise you, no matter what. See you guys next week. Deuces, deuces. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.